Yes, I know what you think of me. You never shut up. Never shut up. Never Good morning. Today is Friday, February 2nd, 2024, and today is Fan Favorite Friday. Woohoo! We made it to Friday. Today I've got a very special guest with me. This is Amanda Mazaglia, and we're going to talk about her favorite song. Say hi to everybody, Amanda. Hi, everyone. So what is your favorite Tori Amos song? My favorite Tori Amos song is God for some, I would consider, unconventional reasons. Oh, well, we're going to have to delve into those unconventional reasons. So let's just start with the most important question. What's your favorite performance of God? So that's a rough one, but I've chosen my favorite performance of God to be the West Palm Beach in 2023. It made me feel like I'm back. We're back. You know, like the song's back. We're back. You know, the um, pandemic is you know, slowed down considerably and here we are and now God's opening the show. So I'm going to choose that as my favorite, not because it was the best sounding or like any of that. It was more of an emotional connection for me and, and just the timing. Right. Well, that, I mean, that's what it's about, right? Is how it all comes together and and our connection with the song. It doesn't matter necessarily that it was the best or worst performance. Well, there's a song that I love. And one of the reasons I love it is because she hits Miss Keys something or whatever. And there's this little in the middle of the song. And it actually makes me want to, it makes it one of my favorite songs because there's a little screw up in it. It's not, I don't know that it's the best performance, right? It's something about being there. Like a lot of times when you're there in person, were you there at that show? I was there, yes, I was there. I'm discovering that a lot of people's favorite performances of their song is like when they saw that song in person, maybe they requested it. And so there's like this special moment relationship with that song because they were there for it. You know what I mean. I, I sure do. Then what's your favorite lyric from the song? So my favorite Tory written lyric from the song is the why you always go when the wind blows is my favorite mm-hmm. line from the song that Tori wrote and very closely followed by the biblical verse that is like said in the background. I'm a sucker for spoken word like within a song. Mm-hmm. And so I know she didn't actually write that, but that's my very close second. But I would have to say why you always go when the wind blows really is my favorite lyrical portion of the song. Well, it's great how she sings it, too. Absolutely. Yeah, I love it so much. So you like you like spoken word in a song. Are there other songs that have that spoken word that you just like? Oh, yeah, that's it. You mean from Tori or just otherwise? I don't don't care. (laughs) Yeah. So, I mean, Madonna's song, Rain. Mm-hmm. Um, she has that like spoken part of the song that just like totally gets me like every single time I listen to it when it's like this overlapping spoken word, like waiting is the hardest thing. I just love adding that spoken word into songs. And that's one that comes to my mind that I absolutely adore that kind of thing. And then there's some other like Phil Collins songs that have some spoken words. So yeah, I'm the sucker for that. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm like a very straightforward person myself. So I, I think that's why I appreciate that kind of direct communication because, you know, a lot of Tori's songs are very open to interpretation and which is what I appreciate about them. Um, and so like adding in that little bit of direct speaking, I, I I love it. So, yeah. And especially this era where it's a little more like in the beginning where, you know, sometimes you're like, what are you talking about? I mean, under the pink, you've got 
space dog and she doesn't even know what space dog is about right <laughs> <laughs> it's about space dog well, there you go it's about space dogs and grapefruits and turtles and all of that <laughs> yeah yeah it's it's a great album for a lot of reasons so what's your favorite musical moment from the song like a measure a run a note i would say basically that very strong pungent sound right after why you always go when the wind blows that kind of like very harsh like hit you right in the face sound that's created after that Mm -hmm. um it emphasizes. i feel like it emphasizes the actual lyrics that Mm. you know it's just like here it is why why do you always go when the wind blows and then that just dramatic music that follows emphasizes that which i love so i feel like that's a great combination right there it just drives it home that like dun, 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 riff mm-hmm. that she's doing yeah. in the in the bass yeah because yeah. the moment you give me that lyric like i hear you say the words and then in my head i hear that next that musical moment you're right because it is pretty like powerhouse the music is taken away so there's no music when she's saying the line and then the music punches back in yeah yeah it's it's all it, it, it's almost like a jump scare in a, in a horror movie like I tell is. people, if a, you know a jump scare is coming because there's no music in the background anymore, like the music kind of dissipates so that when the music comes back in to aid the jump scare, it like really startles you. So there's like this deeper impact when the music gets pulled away. The next Absolutely. moment with music in it is stronger. Yeah, it's intense and I love it. And it's it's like I feel like it emphasizes the point. So it's my favorite part. Totally. And it's great live, too. It is. What color is the song, then, to you? To me, because of the album cover, it's the light gray, because it's, mm. like, like, gray considered to be, like, more of a masculine color, but the light gray kind of, like, brings this feminine side to it. And so I feel like those two, like, the connection of the masculine and the feminine, I feel like the light gray really brings the feminine in, which is kind of, like, where the song goes for me you know, bringing that feminine side into like what's mostly a masculine dominated situation with God and such. That light gray just like is constant in my head when I think about that song. Did you see what she was wearing when she in LA? No, I did not. She had like this kind of like grayish, bluish. It was really pretty color, but it's kind of, I mean, like as you're saying that I'm thinking like, oh, like what she had on in LA when she performed it. I mean, I was at the LA show, but this on this tour. And so you're making me think about that. It was a really lovely color. If you don't find it, let me know and I'll just send you a picture because I took like a gazillion pictures. And I've seen so many pictures and of like the shows that I I wasn't at and I can't always remember you know there's so many beautiful outfits that she wears so I'd love to see it again and she didn't do many repeats I mean there were a couple of repeats in 2023 there were a couple of repeats but there weren't a whole lot of repeats which I was surprised by like some things got favored but I was still like oh this is new because I don't know I mean someone can correct us if we're wrong here on this one but i don't think what she wore in la that she wore that anywhere else i don't remember seeing that she certainly didn't wear the pip outfit anywhere else no she certainly did not she certainly did (laughs) not that's right that was amazing i mean i wasn't there i wish i was there i wanted to be there but i gotta uh, tell you it was funny i was sitting with i was calling him my husband i mean he's still my husband my gay husband joel and we had just been listening on the ride from 
New Mexico from Albuquerque to Mesa, we had been listening to a bit of Choir Girl and She's Your Cocaine came up and I was like, oh man, this would be really great. This is the one song that I need to get uh, Choir Girl Bingo because I've, you know, I'll heard everything if I've heard that song. So we were talking about it. So when they started up, I have this really amazing skill of being able to tell what song it is based on the drums. Okay. Just just from, I mean, I like, it's quite impressive. I can get it. And usually the first measure, I'm like, oh, that's this. <laughs> and um, like, if you were listening to one of the earlier ones of these, um, Jamie, we were talking about something and she was sitting next to me at Red Rocks and she was like, what song is this? Because I was like, oh, this is this, this is this, this is this. There are a couple I don't get right away. But um, anyway, so the the they come back out and he starts up the drums and I was like, you got to be kidding me. That's She's Your Cocaine, which is pretty, I mean, it's pretty singular in how it sounds. So yeah, that was really wild. I thought it was Santa coming out. Okay. I didn't realize Pip was going to come out, but I thought that was going to be Santa come out. Yeah. I'm not complaining either way though. <laughs> I just got the chills when you said Santa, because in 2009, when she came out in Boston as Santa mm -hmm. and like had the like the martini, like, well, probably fake martini and just like splashed it out at the crowd. And we all so. Oh, here's what I wanted to ask. So during that, like, was the you know, the time before her coming out as Pip, was it a long time? Because I remember when she came out as Santa there in, in Boston, it took so long because obviously like the wig and like this and that. So was it a long time before she came out for that hip presence? I, well, it was definitely longer than the breaks were in the other, like in the other shows that I saw. So but were also, you like kind of thinking something's going on here or not? No, the guys actually came back within a reasonable time. So we weren't like, where, where are they? What's going on? So they came oh, back yeah. and... Uh, we heard afterwards at successive shows that the guys went out a little too early. Okay. And so she was rushed coming out. But um, so they came out. And then when they started up the music, I was like, oh, oh, my God, something's happening. Oh, my God, Santa's coming out. Right. I mean, I'm happy. I was happy to see Pip, let me tell you. But I, oh, I was just happy to see any kind of surprise. That was really cool. But mm -hmm. yeah, so you couldn't, there wasn't like this huge break. And by the way, for those of you that are listening who don't know what we're talking about, American Doll Posse was Tori's 2007 album and she had these different characters. Pip was one. Santa was one. So when we say Santa, we're talking about like a character with blonde hair. We're not talking about Santa Claus. No, not Santa Claus. <laughs> that would be wild in and of itself. Could you imagine Tori coming out dressed up as Santa Claus <laughs> performing? <laughs> oh so during that tour, she started each show as a different doll. So there was Pip and Santa and Clyde and Isabel. And then she would go back, change, and come out as Tori. And, you know, she called them the dolls. But I digress. So God is one of those songs that's pretty much come out on every tour, which I think is pretty cool. Well, since since its inception, she does like playing it. I think some of the shorter ones, it may not. I don't have my stat sheet pulled up. So we'll just have to go off of that. But I'm curious to know about what this song, what story this song is telling you. What story is God telling you personally? Uh, personally, you know, God made a huge connection with me at the time when it came out. I was like 18 years old and I was raised Catholic, CCD, First Communion, Confession, Confirmation, the whole thing. And at the time of like my 
17, 18, 19 year old self was really questioning the whole situation of Catholicism and what it meant and, and how valid it was and the whole idea of it. And so God brought to me kind of like a confirmation of some of the things that I was actually thinking within myself mm. and not saying out loud to anyone about kind of, you know, what people think God provides for them and, you know, just the whole like masculine side of it. And then Tori was bringing up in, in the song, the feminine, like how come no one mentions that the whole God situation condemns women in their power and you know kind of strikes them down and says no this is totally you know a male thing when to me it's not but it supported my inner thinking of questioning catholicism in the first ever you know i've been a tory fan since um god turned me on to tory and <laughs> which is my unconventional reason why it's my favorite song mm-hmm. um part of it in 1994 you know, it just made me feel not as alone in what I was thinking and my questioning of Catholicism. But I did in 2017 was the first time I ever wrote to Tori or tried to meet mm. her or anything. So I, the first letter I ever wrote her was about, you know, how um, Under the Pink and God kind of, you know, helped guide me through my exit of Catholicism it just kind of made me feel like I feel like it would have happened either way but it made me feel um supported in my travel to disbelief if you will right yeah so that's uh you know God was the song that actually like Tori got her hooks in me and (laughs) um (laughs) so this person that I knew that was a friend Mm -hmm. at the time but not necessarily like I don't I haven't seen this person in forever and ever. And so it's not like a lifelong friend, but this person said to me, you have to listen to this music. This, you know, oh, this wow. music. yeah, you're going to love it. And, you know, when someone says that to you, you're like, okay. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> you're like, really? Um, okay. You think, you know me, that's cute, you know? And so they put it on and I listened and I was like, you know, it was a pretty good year. And I was like, wow, I was like, this is actually kind of cool. I was like, okay. And then, you know, God came on and I was like, okay. I I was hooked, honestly. And then the rest of the album, I was just, that was it. And the reason why, like, I'll always say God's my favorite song is because how different would my life be if that didn't happen? How different would my life be if Tori did not become like a, a gigantic part of my being, like right in that 1994 year, you know? Oh, for sure. So much different for me so you know although there's like so many songs that I love and and cherish and you know appreciate but because God was the first one that just said nope this is your girl and from there you know the rest is history it, it's it'll always be my favorite I don't think that's an unconventional reason I mean uh, let's let's be honest here God has got a really great hook it's got really great energy as a song i mean like really they chose it well when they chose this for a single and for a video because it's got that great movement and musical and she's you know really kind of pushing the limits in terms of discord 
patriarchy. I mean, not really, like, but yes, <laughs> you know, that yeah. whole, do you need a woman to look after you is kind of like, that's really kind of poking at things in a way that you know, back in the nineties, we weren't poking so much at things. We're not. I mean, we we were, absolutely were not. We weren't. Yeah. And, and that's true. It's like, do you need a woman to look after you? So maybe if you did have a woman to look after you, things wouldn't get so fucked up sometimes, you know, right. like <laughs> maybe you'd be able to keep it together. You know, but it wouldn't feel like I was alone in this. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So it's just overall, it just has a like very important message. And, you know, now in 2024, it's not as controversial as it might have been back then, mm -hmm. but it still means the same thing. You know, yeah. it still has the same meaning and the message is still there. And I really appreciate it. And I just love because, you know, why you always go when the wind blows? Like so many people. I like even believers, like people that are still like, you know, Catholic and, and they, you know, they're God worshipers and whatnot in their, in their own right. I feel like I've spoken to many that do feel like all of a sudden it's like they, they put all their energy into this and then something tragic happens and mm. they question their faith. And it's like, to me, that's why you always go when the wind blows means it's like a tragedy occurs and it's like, why me? Why this? Like, God, why are you doing this? You know, to me, I yeah. thought you were, you know, I thought you were the, you know, the amazing, most positive thing in life. And then all of a sudden tragedy is looming. So there's this really interesting concept around it. I mean, in Western culture, there's like a real obsession with God is good because you have the, that whole concept of Satan. So if God is good, then Satan is the reason for why everything is wrong. So there's this good, bad, it's the duality of things. Whereas in Eastern culture, there's more, I can really speak to um, Indian philosophy, really yogic philosophy, which is that, well, God is all of those things. Like it doesn't matter. It's not, God is not a person who makes good things happen to you. God is a creator who watches things. You can align yourself with energy, but God doesn't do, you know, he doesn't show up and then disappear and then show up and disappear. God is always present. And it's that energy. So it's really interesting because in studying that, like I'm raised... Uh, like, I'm not a recovering Christian or Catholic or anything like that because I wasn't raised that way at all. I mean, I went to Catholic high school and Catholic junior high, but that doesn't, you know, like, you know, I like, okay, you know, I have a concept of things. I remember I wrote a song once when I was a little kid and it was like a song about how everybody was wrong about Jesus. <laughs> But I was like six or seven, and it was probably like really creepy. Jesus, we love you. You know, it was probably like one of those really, really oh creepy, God. weird things. But uh, the reason we don't listen to music by seven olds, <laughs> right? So there was that that kind of sense of it. But as I've deepened into my practice, my beliefs, and maybe what we could call my faiths there's that understanding there is no good or bad there just is but i will say when she played god in 2017 in um mesa and it was right after my car accident so and i was you know i'd had a severe brain injury i remember sitting there and this was the second song and 
I just kind of had this like epiphany moment of because it was right there, second row. She's looking at me and she's mixing it with Kate Bush running up that hill. And I and you know it was the gods. Sometimes you just don't don't come through. And I was like, oh my gosh, yeah, like this horrid thing happened to me, and it helped me to realize that I was depressed, which helped me to start asking different questions of my caregivers and like, well, of course I was feeling depressed. I wasn't feeling anything Mm. because I had head injury and that's just how that goes. But I didn't realize at the time that when you have a head injury, it's like being underneath, you know, Sylvia Plath talked about the bell jar. I mean, it's literally like you're in the bell jar and I was like, oh my gosh, this is so horrible. You know, I mean, as far as conventional ideas around Catholicism and whatnot and, and God, you know, it's like the thing that really bothers me about that, what helped me move away from it was the scare tactics, you know, that they use to try to manipulate people. If you don't do this, then you're going to end up here. And you're like, you know, especially when you're a kid and whatnot, they, they try to brainwash you into thinking like these certain ways and like behaving in a certain way because of the fear of what might happen. And so I just feel grateful to have been able to see outside of that and see my own spirituality separately from that and understand that that's not the be all end all of God, quote unquote. So that puts you in the SBNR category, spiritual, but not religious. I would say so. Yeah. There's this part of me that's like, I just want to know, you know, I'm like, I'll, I'll find out if it was meant to be, it will. Yeah. So where do you think Tori stands on God? Like this is oh. this is really interesting. I've had so many conversations about this because you know they say you should never talk about what politics and religion, mm-hmm. and uh, so what this is the fourth, fifth Fan Friday in, and we are breaking that rule. <laughs> but I don't yeah. care. This is really I love. I actually love talking about religion. So I've had this conversation before. So I'm curious to think where you think she stands. Um, I I have not studied religion, um, organized. <laughs> you know, like I, but I was. I've always been very interested in religion. And as a child, I took it upon myself to visit different churches with my friends because my friends were raised in different religions than I, and I would go with them to churches because I was just very, very curious. But that's the extent of my religious education. But I mean, as far as what I feel, you know, in terms of the song and and what Tori's trying to say, oh gosh, you know, I I wish I knew what Tori was thinking. If only, but I do feel as though she is expressing kind of the grief, if you will, of like the shaft that, but wait, that was kind of a weird pun, but that women have gotten over the years. <laughs> what? Why did I choose that word? I don't know. But, um, you know, the treatment of women through the religions of that, that, you know, God is their worship and how they, you know, the women are kind of downplayed and kind of like, you're, you're under us, you know, you're not leaders. And that's what I think that hmm. the song is, is, you know, saying from her. But how the hell do I know? I yeah. might have to ask her someday. If yeah, I she it. probably, honestly, she probably wouldn't answer that. Mm. It's a tough one. I mean, it's, this is not, you know, it's a hard, it's a hard topic. As you were saying, you know, we're already like breaking the, those social social norm rules but you know it's a Tory song that segues into those broken rules so we love it (laughs) yeah well it's interesting because I pulled up um the yes said page and um for those of you that don't know yes said.com and 
the second quote down, which I think is interesting, she says, and this is from 1994. Now, my idea of God is not the energy I'm confronting. I'm confronting the institution of God that we've been taught through Christianity, the one that kind of rules the planet as far as the media goes. Mm. So that's interesting, right? So she, uh, it sounds to me, and I've always got the sense that she has a very deep relationship and may call herself a Christian and so that she has this faith, but her issue is, has been, maybe always will be with that institution that we've been taught and that, you know, kind of rules the planet, which even, I mean, I am not a Christian. I would never call myself a Christian and I wasn't raised Christian. I'm not baptized, um, any of that kind of stuff. I'm going to have a healthy respect. And I know a lot about Christianity because how could I not? It's like mm -hmm. literally forced down my throat. Forced down it, my throat. Oh. Yeah. And my father was a scientist and his, you know, I've, he, I don't think he ever, I ever heard him say religion is poison, but you know, I mean, lots of books about Mao and was very vehemently like anti-religious. And my mom was a Catholic, raised Catholic. But other than like being brought to church once or twice when I was a kid for my mom to be like, hey, is this something you're into? And I was completely uninterested because, you know, what, five years old, six years old, you're going to be interested in church? <laughs> that I'll make church for kids like that. Yeah. <laughs> and even that word, it took me a long time to get comfortable with saying the word God. And now I am. But it took me a long time to really unpack that word so that I could be comfortable with it and you know, I mean, it's just, it's a piddly human word to, you know, express the inexpressible. So I understand that now, but at the time, and for a very long time, it was very difficult for me to comprehend that because, yeah, you live in a Western culture and it is just crammed down your throat. And I wonder, you know, Rose, I'm glad you said that because <laughs> I wonder if that's how my son feels because my son's not baptized. I haven't taken him to church. His father took him, took him to you know, like Christian church a few times. And I kind of fought it. His father's wife, which I love these people, by the way, I, <laughs> these are people I love very much, um, is, you know, a Christian and, and goes to church and all that. And so all of a sudden, like when my son was younger, probably like seven or eight, they brought him and I said, you know, I don't agree with it, but if his father is there and his father is bringing him and that's something that he wants to expose him to, I'm okay with it. It's like an educational portion of his life, I guess. But I wonder if my son is thinking the way that you just described, you know, just I'll have to ask him about that because yeah. it's, I'm proud of, you know, not baptizing my son because a lot of people do it because their families want them to, or their families expect them to, or their grandparents or their, you know, it's like, it's like this kind of thing where that's what you do, but I'm going to ask him about that. So I appreciate you saying that. Oh, for sure. I mean, I don't, you know, I don't recall feeling that way as a child because it just was like, whatever. But as mm -hmm. I got older, I definitely felt that way. And I still feel that way. Mm -hmm. I still feel that way that people really kind of push it on me. So I really love and deeply respect, like I have a lot of yoga students at the pool who are, you know, they go to church mm -hmm. and they know each other from church. And my boss is religious and goes to church and, and they all have a very, very strong faith. And when they talk about church, it's like they talk about each other at church. They don't talk about the pastor said 
And I think that to me is a sign of a strong faith. Yeah, Yeah. and a strong community because her success and her beliefs in God and her religion, none of that is predicated on what I believe. And I so, like, that gives me the deepest amount of respect. Whereas, like, I've seen other people, like, throw it at you, throw it at you. Like, my husband, his boss was like, well, you better be right with God. And, you know, we're both thinking about it. And it's like, well, between the two of you, which one of you lies and has been caught lying and you're asking my husband if he's you know are you right with god are you kidding me you're a boss like what does that have to do like that to me is is disgusting the way people bring that in so i always have the deepest amount of respect for somebody who i know is religious who i know prays and and will say things like thank god and really like mean it and but never like there's no judgment and so that yeah. that acceptance and so that to me and like honestly you know i feel like tori's in that place where she has her own really strong deep faith you know tori ellen or myra you know myra ellen like who myra she ellen. is when she's not being the performer like i've from her i really do feel this strong sense of faith that has nothing to do with an institution Mm, yeah so i think we've already covered this but just in case we haven't i want to leave it open to you how does this song fit into the greater story of your life if there's anything else you want to say about that i mean you we've really just naturally one progressed into the next but if there's anything else you want to say about that not really i mean besides the religious aspect of it just that's the hooks like i said earlier that the tory hooks if you will that grabbed (laughs) me and wouldn't let go. And I was just so fascinated by the music and the piano because I, I grew up, you know, in chorus and singing and musicals and the piano was always how I understood music. And Mm. so besides, yeah, besides the, you know, besides the amazing like lyrics and songs and meanings, it was like the piano just automatically in my brain, it just tunes, you know, I understand that sound. And so I just appreciate the fact that that brought Tori into my life forever and just and isn't it wild that they told her well the girl on the piano thing is done (laughs) you know they couldn't have been more wrong and when I then like went back and started hearing like the earlier songs I was like wow where was I for this and I feel like I was just too busy being in high school and and you know doing my whole social thing and whatnot to even and I was I grew up on like hip-hop and I had two older brothers so like that was my focus at the time and so they were dead wrong on that so I was really appreciative (laughs) of you know little earthquakes once I realized what I got myself into and you know what's funny is um I introduced my like you know some of my friends to Tori at the time back then and 94 and whatever and none of them made it past Pele honestly I don't know if it was like just I don't know if like that was the sound that grabbed them but they all were like super into Pele and then I lost them after that and I was on my own so my Tori love has been like a very personal thing since then and I mean actually forever but because my friends just like I lost them after Pele and I've ever since just been kind of by myself with it I've been on my own 
with it, if you will, until 2017, when I decided it was time to, my son was, you know, graduating from high school and going on to college and I had more time on my hands. And I was like, you know what, I'm going to kind of break into the Tory, the Tory world. I'm going to actually go to a meet and greet. Imagine that. So that okay, was my- so how many, how many friends now do you have from that meet and greet? I have many friends from that meet and greet and, <laughs> you know, friends are friends and friends and so grateful for that too. And the timing couldn't have been more perfect. You know, yeah, that was I mean, my what people don't understand about the meet and greet thing, which, and it didn't happen in 22 and 23, which is a bummer. You know, you're getting there at like eight in the morning sometimes, and you're standing in line with people from eight in the morning until three o'clock, four o'clock. And friendships are born when you're standing outside. And when you have this love of the same music and probably a lot of us are coming to the music especially showing up to a meet and greet with that awareness of traumatic events right when we all have traumatic events in our lives but some awareness of it and desire to talk about it and it's like you can't have an awkward conversation with another fan of Tori's music because you can always redirect it back to a song yeah so it almost gets, I've always say it's a bunch of introverts getting together to talk about their favorite topic. And so you can have a car full of introverts because when you're done talking about Tori, you turn on the Tori music. And uh, I mean, like I, there were five of us when I mean, we traveled from, we drove from Denver all the way to LA this summer and the five of us in the car and you know some that hadn't didn't really know each other and it was really great and there was a lot of Tory music and so yeah there would be conversations conversations between two people car conversations and then well let's listen to this and you're just constantly listening to music wait wait did you ever see that performance of this and you're talking about that so you can't have you know and you really get to know people deeply through the music and so that meet and greet experience this just invaluable because i mean my you know i've got friendships that are like rock solid like i'm gonna like fly to another city this year so i can spend time with people from tour yeah and thankfully i made that decision in 2017 that i was going for it because i mean who knows if it you know who knows if it'll ever happen again and uh so yeah i'm so grateful that i finally was like you know what i'm going i'm doing it I really love that. I hope I'm never too old to stand on concrete for eight hours. <laughs> Maybe Tori thinks that she's getting too old for it too. Maybe. But who knows? You know, whole, you know, metapausal situation and kind of moving on in life that she talks about you know we're all kind of heading in that direction but who knows maybe I didn't think she was ever gonna play honey again and I mean I didn't so many things that she's done that I didn't think she was going to do so she's full of surprises I didn't think sugar was coming back and then lo and behold that's what I meant not honey okay I mean a different form of sugar but that's a different form of sugar yeah my friend Rebecca was just dying for that. She just like kept requesting, kept requesting. She's like, I just want to hear it. I just want to hear it. And then boom, there it was. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Rebecca Messner. Yeah. 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 Yes. Here in hotel. And then I was just so happy for her. I mean, I love the song too, obviously, but that was great for her. Yes. It was pretty spectacular. Apparently she had sound checked it at um, Red Rocks. And so people yep. that were there heard the sound. I, we were not there for the soundtrack. It was hot. I was, it was over it. So hot. Oh my gosh. It was so hot. and then like ironically at night, 
it wasn't thankfully i mean it was obviously like super windy air you know give me air any day yeah so i I appreciated that but holy hot yeah that was was a hot day um the last question is how does your past experience influence your relationship with this song but i think you covered that so is there anything you want else you want to say about that um no 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 i think i think we covered that pretty well what do you think is the energy of this song that I'm curious? It's like um, my unofficial question that I think should be on my official list of questions because I'm always asking it now. What's the energy of the song? The energy of the song it, for me is um, just a very like a forceful, pungent sound and message. Just It's like a thrust. The energy is more mm. like a thrust for me for this song. Just really strong and straightforward and in your face type of energy, which I love. Like if you, if you made it into essential an essential oil, it sounds like it would be patchouli. It would, but guess what? That's my least favorite essential oil. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not a fan of it either, and not in the sense like the associations definitely very like hippie ish, but it's definite it's like pungent it's spicy it's like in your face it's like i'm here yep it's definitely a thrusting scent it is it is thrusting and shafting and it's been been quite a quite a great offensive at times (laughs) (laughs) any last thoughts about god my last thought would just be how much i appreciate the fact that that song introduced me to tori and how much of a positive influence on my life she has been in her music well not just her but mostly her music actually and uh, so yeah that's my final thought very very much appreciative so so now when you say thank god we know what you're actually talking about (laughs) absolutely (laughs) so where can we follow you on the socials amanda uh, so on Facebook, um, Amanda Mazaglia and on Instagram, I'm Amanda Jane 707. Nice. Nice. Well, thank you so much for joining me for fan favorite Fridays. I really had a wonderful time. It like flew by. That did fly by. Thank you so much, Rose. I, I Oh, for sure. Me. For sure. And so if you're listening and you want to talk about your favorite song, please join me for Fan Favorite Fridays. I would so love to do that. You can send us an email at songswithtoriamus at gmail.com. Make sure you follow Songs of Tori Amos on Instagram. They do have a Facebook page, but Instagram, you get all kinds of fun content on Instagram, including polls. Uh, Make sure you tune in on Monday for new music Mondays. You can follow me on the socials, Rose Press on Instagram and Facebook. You can also uh, pop into the Yes Said Facebook group. And I thank you all of you for listening. Have a great weekend and I'll see you next time. Thank you. Bye. Bye Bye-bye, everyone.
Never Shut Up is a production of the Sideways Society. For more information and links to things mentioned on the show, please visit us online at songsoftoriamos.com. Yes, I know what you think of me. You never shut up.